the emergence of Eno Benjamin as a potential impact player for 2022 for the Arizona Cardinals may be the most important depth player for the Cardinals offense. I'll tell you why. You are locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hi, welcome. Locked on Cardinals Wednesday edition. I am your host, Alex Clancy. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. We're 48 hours away from football. We're 48 hours away from real football. Sure, a lot of the Arizona Cardinals starters will not be playing. There will be one offensive player playing that I'm going to go in depth about because there have been a lot of truthers surrounding this player since he was drafted in the late rounds out of Arizona State. But the focal point of the offense has been elsewhere. The defense has been carrying the load at times. And the big spotlight has been surrounding DeAndre Hopkins' injury, DeAndre Hopkins' suspension, trading for Hollywood Brown, Kyler Murray's contract extension negotiations, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And with the signing of Daryl Williams, this guy has kind of been forgotten. And I don't think it was an oversight. I don't think it was unnecessarily kind of written off. But at this point, I talked about Antonio Hamilton emerging yesterday during camp. I'm going to talk about another guy this segment. November 9th is the kickoff date for Hard Knocks in season. I talked about it early this offseason. I had the executive director on from HBO Films. I'm going to revisit that after what's happened this offseason. The Cardinals will have a spotlight surrounding them even more so that comes with the traditional run-of-the-mill NFL season as teams start to position themselves for the playoffs in November. I'm going to talk about that as well. Plus, kind of look a little bit more into Cardinals at Bengals Friday afternoon. Um, we got football this week, man. Super excited. Again, thanks for making Lockdown Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. You can check me out tomorrow on Locked On NFL National Show with Tyler Rowland, uh, YouTube, and also free and available wherever you get your, your podcasts. Um, Eno Benjamin, homegrown Arizona State product, touchdown machine, bowling ball, running back. Uh, flashed a little bit during the preseason. Um, he had a couple nice runs during the regular season when Chase Edmonds and or James Conner were out. With Daryl Williams signing from the Kansas City Chiefs, you just figured that he'd be the RB2, and then Eno Benjamin and Jonathan Ward would bounce back and forth from the practice squad to active game day rosters, depending on the week, depending on injuries. And I teased that if Eno Benjamin does emerge as somewhat of an impact player for the Cardinals on offense, I think he will potentially be the most important depth position player from the skill position groups, and I'm going to tell you why. Well, you say, well, what about Rondell Moore? Yeah, good point. What about Trey McBride? Sure. What about, you know, A.J. Green? Even though he's technically a starter, he's more of a depth guy, you'd think, with Hollywood Brown and DeAndre Hopkins playing at the same time after week six. But the reason why I say Eno Benjamin is the most important depth piece is 
because the Cardinals like to run the ball. Like the Cardinals were good at running the ball last year. Look at what James Conner did. Look at what Chase Edmonds did when he was healthy. Chase Edmonds has been top five in yards per touch over the last two seasons with the Cardinals. That's the run game predominantly. They could, they used him in the past game, but not as much as James Conner last year. And what we know, which is kind of weird, a lot of it has to do with Sean Kugler because he's the run offense coordinator and the offensive line uh, coach, is they can run the rock. Not always. And yes, Kyler Murray adds to this with the numbers and the touchdown numbers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But from the running back position, if you have a third guy that you can trust to get meaningful carries for either for a blow for the other guys if they're tired or if things aren't working with James Conner or Darrell Williams, you could have, you know, Benjamin coming with the confidence that he could produce. That is a huge deal for this team because not only does it take a little pressure off the pass blocking, Gives Kyler Murray a little bit of a blow. It also, most importantly, keeps opposing secondaries honest. Because if you can run the rock, that play action becomes sexier and sexier, more and more effective, especially with Hollywood Brown being a burner that he is, especially with Rondell Moore needing a breakout season, especially with A.J. Green needing a little extra time to get down the field now at his advanced age. Like, if they can run the ball with a three-headed pseudo monster in the backfield with Kyler Murray's legs on top, that is the recipe for winning football games, putting up points, and most importantly, and this is not a dig on the defense, most importantly, time of possession tipping in the scales of the Arizona Cardinals where it's been an issue when they've lost games that they completely lose a time of possession battle. It doesn't matter how good the defense is, how good any defense is. If they're on the field for 36, 37 minutes a game and not closer to 30 or less, that is not a recipe for victories. And with this defense not necessarily taking the step forward talent-wise that we thought they may have this offseason, having the ball, running the ball, eating clock, and moving away from the three and outs that last 35 seconds and gearing more towards four-minute, five-minute sustained drives, whether it ends in points or not. Obviously, you want the la- obviously you want the former to happen. You want them to score touchdowns, kick field goals, and not have four or five-minute drives that end in no points. Usually, that means a missed field goal or a turnover. That would lead to the tipping of the scales for the Cardinals potentially replicating their numbers in the win loss in the win loss categories from last year. And if Eno Benjamin could take a step forward and do that. That is just another guy you could throw out there who could eat clock, gain chunk yardages, and get closer and closer to the Cardinals being a prolific offense like we'd hoped they would have been at this point. They're close. They never got there for 17 weeks. Maybe this year with Eno Benjamin as the most important depth player from a skill position skill position sense on offense, maybe that will be the tipping of the scale towards that prolific elite offense that we think this offense could be. Alex Clancy, Lockdown Cardinals. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, follow me on Twitter. Let's engage. Send me DMs. If there's topics you want to hear about, if there's topics you don't like, you agree, disagree, let's talk. Like, I, there was actually, like, I don't know if everybody understands, if you understand how much I enjoy doing what I do. Like, I worked in radio for 10 or 12 years in Phoenix, 12 years, and I've since moved away. But this podcast I've been doing since 2017, 
watching it grow, having the followers that have been here. Ed, you're always going to be P1, Ed Romero, since day one. Thank you for hanging out. If this is your first listen, maybe make tomorrow your second. Maybe check me out a second time. If you've been listening since 2017, thank you for your continued, you know, loyalty or, you know, whatever to hearing what I have to say, talking about the Cardinals in my way. I truly, truly appreciate it. Thank you very much. Coming up next, November 9th is, could potentially be doomsday, could potentially be one of the greatest days in Arizona Cardinals history. We don't know, but it's the start of a journey that the Cardinals have never experienced before. Hard Knocks in season, season two, featuring the Arizona Cardinals. Good thing, bad thing, I'll talk about it next. First, betonline.net. Fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs, okay? They've been around with us for a long time. We love them here. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, sports, and podcasts. They've got you covered, man. Head to the head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline. Where that game starts. So the Eno Benjamin thing is interesting. And for those that have listened to this podcast for a while, first of all, thank you. Second of all, I haven't given him the time of day. Even when my co-host and I were talking, it was never really a let's pay attention to Eno Benjamin. And it's not because the, like, his floor is higher than a lot of depth running backs. That's for sure. His floor is, but the ceiling was never really like, mm. like the fact that he was a seventh round pick, I think. It, the fact that he was able, that he's still around, first of all, and second of all, that he's making waves, he's starting to emerge in camp. Chase Edmonds may have been the hindrance to Eno Benjamin taking that leap. And with Darrell Williams, you know, especially fantasy football players, you know Darrell Williams is a capable back. He stepped in when Clad Edmonds Lair was hurt, when Damian Williams was hurt, when he was with Kansas City. Like, Darrell Williams has taken first uh, first team reps a lot in his career. And Eno Benjamin really hasn't. Preseason, he showed some flashes during the regular season, but never really like meaningful snaps on a potentially game-sealing drive. And if you can have three running backs that you trust to kind of interchange, whether it be injury, fatigue, or whatever, strengths, whatever it may be, if you have a third one, that could definitely tip the scales for time of possession, for matriculating the ball down the field, and giving your defense necessary rests in an effort to win as many games as possible. That's what it comes down to. And hopefully, Eno Benjamin can emerge not only for himself, but for the team. It'd be a fantastic addition to the depth of this Arizona Cardinals roster. Another player that you can trust. Hard Knocks in-season starts November 9th. Okay, it was with the Colts last year, Cardinals this year. Here's the thing. This is not a volatile situation whatsoever, but, and, and, it could go a couple different ways. Chances are the Cardinals are going to be in the playoff hunt, okay? But the push, it's like Saturday at the Masters. It's moving day in November. November games are super important, okay? Weather gets colder. The games get tougher. Injuries start to hit. Like, And you hope, hope you know, you wish that nobody in the NFL ever got injured or any sport for that matter, anybody on the planet. But with the wear and tear of the season, you're already playing – nine games, eight games, nine games. And then it's like, okay, the Cardinals don't have their bye week for another pretty much month after the start of November. It's one of the latest bye weeks. So cameras are going to come in and 
it's going to be Kyler Murray. It's going to be Cliff. It's going to be DeAndre Hopkins. It's going to be Hollywood Brown. It's going to be J.J. Watt. It's going to be Buda Baker. It's going to be D.J. Humphreys. It's going to be James Conner. But the, the burning question that I have is, what does Cliff have under the hood? We know when he came in, fruit carts, cell phone, cell phone breaks, thought he was going to get fired after week one at halftime when they were getting embarrassed by Detroit at home. And then they came back and tied it. Okay. That was the beginning. 2020. Start out pretty warm. Go six and three and then fall off a cliff. No pun intended. I'm not joking about this. Like they fall off a cliff. Okay. Don't make the playoffs. The Bears make the playoffs. The Cardinals could have won a couple games against two backup quarterbacks. Uh, uh, CJ Beathard and the, the, the Rams backup quarterback when Kyler Murray was injured for half that game and then came back. Almost brought him back, but didn't. And then last year, we saw the oh my God moments with supreme potency through the first 12 weeks and then nothing. They scored less than 20 points against bad teams. Detroit, excuse me, being one of them, where it's just like, what the hell are we doing here? What the hell are we watching? So I want to see what three and a half year in Cliff looks like with extra attention on him. Because, and this is not, I'm not even going to disclaim it. He's been bad when attention's been put on him. When they've needed to win, he's been bad. Ever since the beginning of Texas Tech, he's been bad. Yes, 100%. Kyler Murray and the players have have a lot to do with that. And as a head coach, you get the credit, you get the blame. Cliff Kingsbury was bad last year, second half of the season, as a head coach. DeAndre Hopkins out, not the first time a wide receiver goes out. Teams win regardless. That was a bad, bad, bad last five, six, seven games of the Cardinals season last year. It's true. And the playoff game. Kyler Murray, yes. Other people have to do with it. But Cliff Kingsbury has the history. Second half of the season, terrible. That's just what it's been since he started at Texas Tech. Now, he has extra spotlight on him with a contract extension looming at the end of this season to to keep him the the, uh, head coach through 2027. What is he going to do when there's extra lights on him. This isn't pressure. This is TV. This is one of the best reality TV shows we've ever seen. But what is he going to do? How is he going to perform? How is he going to get his guys ready to win games when they haven't won games recently? And it was it started late November last year, okay? But they're going to be there for a handful of weeks at, at HBO Films. And, th- and I'm not talking about what it looks like on TV. I'm not talking about how good the episodes are, how popcorn filmy they are. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about win-loss on the field. I couldn't care any less what the actual show – I mean, it's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome to watch the Cardinals, you know, with the curtain pulled back. That, absolutely, as, you know, a consumer of fun content, I'm talking about what it looks like on the field when the games actually happen. What Cliff Kingsbury are we going to see? Are we going to see a guy that has been masterful at times? I only use the word masterful. He's been masterful at times with play calling in bunches, singular play calling, et cetera, et cetera. He's also been terrible with sustained drives when absolutely necessary to clinch games. Minnesota, great example. Greg Joseph gave the Cardinals a gift, missing a 35-yard field goal or 40-yard field goal, whatever it was, chip shot. Cardinals had a chance to milk that clock, and they didn't. 
that's the stuff that makes good coaches great or average coaches very good. And we're going to find out what Cliff is made of, especially in those weeks. It's not the first six weeks of the season. That's kind of the feeling out period. There's like three different seasons. So four, it used to be with 16 games. There's four seasons every four games. Now 17, 17 games is like every six games is a new season. It's kind of chunked out. We're going to find out in that third quadrant of football, between the second and third quadrant of football, now I'm confusing myself, what Cliff is made of when there's extra pressure. He's not going to feel it, or he won't tell us that he will, but that is extremely important to see what this team is made of when the lights are even brighter. Can you shift the narrative? And narratives are easily defined, are easily made. People can just make stuff up. Oh, the Cardinals will never win. That's a narrative. Kyler Murray's too short. That's a narrative. Cliff Kingsbury will never win. That's a narrative. But when you look at actual physical evidence, win-loss, points in season when wins and loss are most potent, Cliff Kingsbury's narrative is true. Win in the beginning, lose in the end. That's just what it's been. So national media attention doesn't mean jack to NFL players, okay, usually, in teams. It's like, you know, they're going to go out and play regardless because they're professionals. But shifting the potential franchise trajectory, that is something that's very real because the Cardinals have had opportunities. Bruce Arians' years, they never took it. They never took it. They had the chance, and they failed miserably in Carolina. They had the chance next year, and people were talking about them as Super Bowl contenders. And they go 6-9-1, and one, I think. Like, the reason why the Cardinals aren't taken seriously is because they never step up to the plate when they need to. When they need to prove to people that they are legitimate and they can win a Super Bowl. That hasn't happened. So, this is a perfect situation with the turmoil is the, ba- the wrong word for this offseason, but with the up and down kind of rocky offseason the Cardinals have had. And they've come out on the other side unscathed. And then you go in to hard knocks in season. And then you go out and win four or five games when you're being covered by HBO films. That's something that could tip the scale for the trajectory of an organization who has been a perennial loser from its inception. And that is freakishly exciting. Because not all franchises have the opportunity to do that. And that's why I'm super excited Come November 9th, Hard Knocks in season, covering the Arizona Cardinals. Alex Clancy, Locked on Cardinals. There is one more thing that I want to talk about coming up regarding Cincinnati and the Cardinals on Friday afternoon. We got football this week. I'm going to hit it really quickly next, Locked on Cardinals. All right, final segment, Locked on Cardinals. Thanks for hanging out. I'm Alex Clancy. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day. Hit the subscribe button on YouTube. Hit those notifications. Hit a like on this video. I'm just trying to spread this as much as I can. Tell your friends we're here. I will be here halftime of every game starting on Friday. Join me. Turn the notifications on. You'll be able to come in. I'll interact. I'll answer questions. Starting with preseason game week one in Cincinnati, I will be here every halftime through week 18. Let's have some fun. Let's grow this beat. It's going to be a good time this offseason. This season. Okay. 
So I talked about Eno Benjamin in the first segment. Greg Dorch and Andy Isabella are going to be the starting wide receivers, at least depth chart-wise for week one, week, week one for the preseason. I feel bad for Andy Isabella. I don't feel bad for him as a, as a man. I don't feel bad for him because he hasn't produced maybe the way that one would have hoped he would have produced at this point. He had his three touchdowns in two weeks, two years ago. That was the start and end of the Andy Isabella project. Now, when I said that Eno Benjamin was the most important depth guy, if he were to emerge as a real RB3 that the Cardinals could rely on week in and week out, Andy Isabella was the honorable mention. And the the reason why he was the honorable mention is he's been in this offense for a long time. Okay. So I think part of the reason why he hasn't produced is first of all on him. And two, I don't think he's being utilized correctly still. Like it's not just end arounds for short, fast people. That's not it. You need to get this guy in space. Kyler Murray, the Andy, the Andy Isabella touchdown his rookie year, Thursday night football, ran a long drag out to the right side, caught the ball, turned around, took it to the house. Like Andy Isabella is faster than most NFL players, many NFL players. He led the FCS in receiving yards his last year in college at UMass. Now, I know that's not a direct correlative between, you know, uh, NFL success and not, but I would like to see what Andy Isabella's got. I think he's going to make the team. Like, I don't think he's going to get cut. But if Rondell Moore is not working this season, like if it's just not working, I don't know if he can't get playing time or whatever. I feel like what's the worst that could happen? You put Andy, put Andy Isabella on the field. Maybe have him return punts. Maybe have him return kicks. Like, I think that it's difficult for some players to be on the bench for 75% of the game and get thrown in for one game, for one play and asked to turn on the burners, catch the ball, and take it to the house. Like, it's not a tr- it's not like a, a natural thing for somebody that has always been the star. And it is Isabella was a star receiver at UMass. Like, I, I talk about this a lot with, with uh, basketball players where it's like not everybody's Jamal Crawford and Lou Williams who just yearn for coming off the bench, where it's like, I don't care. I don't need to shoot for half an hour. Give me the rock. I'm going to drain the first 15-footer I see. Not everybody's like that. And I know we're far past him getting starter reps, okay? I know we're far past that, barring any sort of injury. But maybe getting him in in the first quarter, getting him in in a couple packages, whether it be five wide, like who knows? And it, Cliff Kingsbury is a, a maniac. If you can get him a little run early on, being able to use him to the Cardinals' advantage, I think is not a door that's been completely shut yet. And I'm curious to see what he looks like on Friday. I talked about Josh Jones being the most important all eyes on him, starting at right tackle with Kelvin Beecham resting. Like, I feel like Andy Isabella is second. Greg Dorch, maybe he wasn't a second-round pick. It's not Andy Isabella's fault that Steve Kime drafted him and not DK Metcalf, Terry McLaurin, or Deontay Johnson. It's not Andy Isabella's fault. And he gets blamed kind of tangentially for not being DK Metcalf. And that's not fair. It's not rational, but it's what happens. Alex Lancy, Locked on Cardinals. will roll on tomorrow. Woo! Thanks for hanging. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Locked on Cardinals.